You are listening to the Israel Connection on JA Community Radio in Melbourne, Australia. My name is David Schulberg, bringing you another episode of this weekly radio program that provides analysis and insight with important interviews and discussion about Israel. On today's show, we have two very different perspectives on the world. Later, I speak with Professor Ned Lazarus, who is a conflict resolution scholar currently at George Washington University, who has conducted evaluative studies of peace-building initiatives relating to the Israel-Palestine dispute. But first up, we will hear from Mort Klein, the national president of the Zionist Organization of America, the oldest pro-Israel group in the US. He is a member of the National Council of APAC. He is widely regarded as one of the leading Jewish activists in the United States. The Zionist Organization of America has criticized what it feels are some alarming, harmful aspects of the Biden administration's just-released national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. And Mort Klein explains. I welcome back Mort Klein, National President of the Zionist Organization of America, the oldest uh, Zionist organization in America, I believe, founded in 1897. I welcome you back to the Israel Connection on JEA Community Radio, coming to you from Melbourne, Australia. It's great to be with you, and uh, thank you for having me, and I'm very happy to speak uh, to your Australian Jewish and non-Jewish audience. Good to have you, and uh, you don't have to apologise like you did last time you spoke to me, uh, Mort, about not ever having visited Australia. Although you do have a daughter who studied in Australia. She studied at the University of Melbourne, but I have never been there, and I, a number of people have said they were going to invite me to speak, but they never did. All right, well, there, there are some organisations here I think uh, should be interested in you. I, I don't know if you have any... Uh, connections uh, at all with any of the Zionist organizations here in Australia? Does that happen? I don't. No, I don't. All right, well, they, uh, they certainly should be aware of you uh, since uh, Zionism is their agenda as well. Uh, sometimes they tread the fine line, uh, one might say, as you would probably agree with other Zionist organizations that say they are Zionist. Yep. But anyway, let's get to the point of what we're talking about today. Uh, Late last week, uh, the Biden administration announced the first ever U.S. national strategy to counter anti-Semitism, the most ambitious comprehensive effort in U.S. history to counter anti-Semitism, it's been called out as. And just a little brief on this, uh, the national strategy to counter anti-Semitism outlines a whole-of-society approach organized in four pillars of action that address key themes and threats raised by over 1,000 diverse stakeholders across the Jewish community and beyond. The strategy includes over 100 meaningful action actions government agencies will take to increase understanding of anti-Semitism and its threat to American democracy, protect Jewish institutions and communities, reverse the normalization of anti-Semitism, and build cross-community solidarity. The strategy also includes over 100 calls to action for Congress, state and local governments, tech companies, and others to counter anti-Semitism. Now, that all sounds really great, doesn't it, on the surface, Mort? But uh, many leaders across your country uh, have been praising uh, the president's U.S. national strategy to counter anti-Semitism, but you aren't. Every significant Jewish organization has profusely praised this dangerous policy that President Biden has just imposed on us. The fact that the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, the Hamas Front Group, and other radical anti-Israel groups like J Street, if not now, Ben the Ark, have profusely praised this plan, really gives an indication of how problematic this plan is. It endangers Jews. 
This plan will make it much more difficult to fight BDS on campuses and elsewhere, more difficult to condemn Jew haters like Congresswomen Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and Betty McCollum. Why do I say that? Every major group pleaded and urged Biden to adopt solely, singularly, the IRA definition of, of anti-Semitism. It's a superb, comprehensive definition. So what did uh, President Biden do under pressure from far extreme left-wing anti-Israel groups? One time he mentioned IRA and he said, we have embraced it. He didn't say, I support it now. We have in the past embraced it. Then he said, nevertheless, we welcome and appreciate as a valuable tool, the Nexus and JDA definitions. The definition of Nexus, JDA, and other such organizations say, if you oppose Israel's existence as a Jewish state, that's not anti-Semitism. If you treat Israel differently for similar issues than other organizations, than other uh, countries, that's not anti-Semitism. If you single out Israel, but no one else on issues, that's not anti-Semitism. Meaning that Omar and Tlaib and such congresswomen who oppose Israel's very existence, I now can't go and say they're anti-Semites to have a stronger argument against them. If students on campus are fighting for BDS to boycott, divest, and sanction Israel, that's not under this, these other definitions, anti-Semitism. Remember, Biden said these other definitions are a valuable tool for us in, in fighting anti-Semitism. When Israel is condemned for alleged human rights abuses, alleged, but they ignore human rights abuses, real ones by China, Russia, Iran, or the Palestinian Authority, who pays Arabs' lifetime pensions to murder Jews. When you only condemn Israel for their alleged human rights violations, but ignore the others, that's called anti-Semitism. In addition, he only talks about white supremacy as anti-Semitic. He doesn't mention the more serious problems of Islamic anti-Semitism. ADL themselves have shown in their polls, half of the Muslims in the world are anti-Semitic. Half. And when you look at the Muslims in the Middle East, 75 to 95 percent of the Muslims in the Middle East are anti-Semitic. This is the ADL's own polls. And it doesn't mention anything about radical black anti-Semitism, about Farrakhan, Congressman Corey Bush, Jamal Bowman, and other black congressmen who are viciously anti-Semitic. It mentions nothing about that. This plan has made it almost impossible to condemn real anti-Semites for taking real anti-Semitic stands. It's a disgrace. But you know what's a bigger disgrace? That every Jewish group has praised this plan. And when they praise it, they praise uh, Biden for mentioning the IRA definition, which is a great definition, ignoring the fact that he adds watering down and making really almost worthless the IRA definition by mentioning the other Nexus and JDA and such definitions, which are not definitions of anti-Semitism at all. So I am really upset and ashamed that the ADL praised this, the American Jewish Committee praised it, American Jewish Congress, the Conference of Presidents has praised this, the Simon Wiesenthal Center has praised this, the Orthodox Union, the Chabad leaders have praised this, Agudath Israel has praised this, they've all praised it. This reminds me of when the Oslo groups were, were signed back in September of 1993. Every Jewish group praised it as saying this piece is at hand this is a great idea and here we have the same thing a terrible plan and virtually every jewish group praised it it is very frightening and very dangerous for american jews and all jews frankly
Well, it's not quite all groups that have praised it. I can also refer to the Republican Jewish Coalition. Who expressed but they're this. a Republican group. They're partisan political groups, so they don't yes. have credibility. Because, Even, because uh, they're a partisan group, they don't have credibility. The, the nonpartisan groups have all praised it, without exception. Well, you, you would say they have credibility, though, wouldn't you? The, the Except Z-Way. We are the only significant pro-Israel group that came out attacking it. I've been on Mark Levin's show condemning it. I was on Newsmax TV today condemning it. No one else has, has done so. It's a failure of Jewish leadership to confront Biden's terrible plan. And it's a condemnation of Deborah Lipstadt, the anti-Semitism czar, supposedly fighting for, to fight against anti-Semitism, who has profusely praised this as well. By the way, she is the, the same woman who compared the Trump administration and Trump himself to Nazis. Deborah Lipstadt. Is this who we should have had as the head of uh, anti-Semitism fighter? A woman who compared Donald Trump, the greatest friend Israel ever had, to Nazis? And that's what we have. She was a, a tragic appointment to have her fighting this, and she is profusely praising this terrible plan. World Jewish Congress President uh, Ronald Lauder expressed some criticism, though. He, he warned that the inclusion of a secondary definition in addition to the International Holocaust Amendment <laughs> <laughs> anti-Semitism is an unnecessary distraction from the real work that needs to be done. But listen to the words. He didn't condemn Biden. He didn't say this is outrageous. He's him for endorsing the IRA definition, which he barely did, and then said, but it's a distraction having the other one. Where is the criticism? Where's the condemnation? I don't see it, even from Ronald Lauder's uh, statement. There was, he should have attacked frontally Biden for including an outrageous, two, several outrageous definitions, which uh, say that all sorts of anti-Semitic acts are not anti-Semitism. Yeah, there is, um, as you um, are pointing out, um, a certain amount of confusion that's created by uh, referring to uh, different um, actions that are taken to confront anti-Semitism. I must admit that uh, the Nexus document is one that I wasn't aware of because uh, here in Australia there is opposition to, to IRA. There was some uh, by pro-Palestinian anti-Israel groups uh, celebrating the fact that when this announcement came out. There wasn't a, uh, a full endorsement of, of IRA. Perhaps you can explain um, what this other uh, Nexus document is and why uh, <laughs> this isn't something that should be supported. The Nexus document says that all sorts of positions that people or countries or politicians take is not really anti-Semitism. If you say I oppose Israel's right to exist as a Jewish state, they say that's not anti-Semitism. That's a political opinion. That's legitimate. Well, well, let me tell you, if you oppose the existence of the Jewish state, you hate Jews. If you oppose the existence of Italy, I assure you, you hate Italians. If you oppose the existence of Spain, you don't like Spanish people very much. And yet Nexus and JDA say this is not anti-Semitism. So when Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar make speeches, opposing Israel's existence, according to this new plan by uh, Biden, using the nexus definition, you can't really get away with saying that's anti-Semitism because Biden has said that the nexus definition is a valuable tool that we welcome and appreciate in defining anti-Semitism. In addition, nexus says, if you treat Israel differently from other countries, that's not anti-Semitism. If you condemn Israel for certain policies, but uh, but do not condemn 
monstrous policies by Iran and Russia and China and the Palestinian Authority, why are you only condemning Israel? That's anti-Semitism. And yet Nexus says it is not anti-Semitism. So this has vitiated our ability to call anti-Semitic people and anti-Semitic acts anti-Semites. It's a disgrace and a disaster. Now, there's another organization that um, is also uh, supporting the, the views that, that you have, but an organization called Stop Anti-Semitism. But they're a little tiny group. They're not a, you know, this is not a real organization. I have, you know, I have huge numbers of employees. I have, I have chapters all over the country. Yeah, this is a, a good group, small group of people who have opposed this as well. But we're the mainstream organizations. Where's ADL, APAC, AJ Committee, AJ Congress, B'nai B'rith, the Conference of Presidents, the Umbrella Group, the Reform Movement, the Conservative Movement. Where's the Orthodox Union, Agudath Israel, Chabad? Why are they all embracing this? The organizations that have real influence have said, this is a great plan, Mr. Biden, President. Thank you. Yeah, well, Kenneth Marcus, also the founder and chairman of the Louis Brandeis mm -hmm. Center mm -hmm. for Human Rights mm -hmm. for Law, mm -hmm. took the same critical view of the plan because it said it didn't focus exclusively on the IRA <laughs> definition. But he didn't say, we yes. condemn President Biden for this. This is an outrage. Yes, he pointed out the nexus definition is a problem, but he praised their embracing the IRA definition. Well, they only mentioned it once in the, in the whole speech, only one time. He just wasn't critical. So tell me, uh, uh, what does what is embracing a definition mean? In Australia, when the IRA definition of working anti-Semitism on working anti-Semitism has been adopted, it's been adopted. We don't <laughs> use the word embraced, we use the word adopted. Is there, what's the difference? Is there any difference? Biden said, we have embraced, we have past tense, we have embraced the IRA definition. Anthony Blinken, two years ago, made positive statements about uh, the IRA definition. So Biden simply said, we have embraced it in the past. Uh, why didn't Biden say, we support and embrace it now as a legitimate definition of anti-Semitism? He didn't say that. And then he immediately went on to say, stronger words, we welcome and appreciate as valuable tools the nexus definition, which is definition at all. That definition allows anti-Semites and anti-Semitic actions to be legitimized. In the development of this uh, strategy, listening sessions were held with more than 1,000 diverse stakeholders across the Jewish community and beyond. And these sessions supposedly included Jews from diverse backgrounds and all denominations. Was your organization involved? No, we were not involved. They did not ask us our opinions because we're the only significant Jewish group exposing how hostile the Biden administration has been to Israel. Virtually every appointment he's made, important appointment, to a post that affects Israel is someone hostile to Israel. Every one of them. Only this week, Biden has pressured Bibi Netanyahu to not pass a law that reduces dramatically the amount of outside money can come in to sponsor and financially support organizations very hostile to Israel. But Biden has told Bibi, if you want to meet with me, you better stop this law. And Bibi succumbed. He stopped the law. Even though we have a Taylor Force Act, which restricts aid to the Palestinians as long as they have a policy of paying Arabs lifetime pensions to murder Jews, for God's sakes, President Biden has increased the amount that they used to get several years ago, the Palestinian Authority, from 500 million. He now gives them 800 million despite the Taylor Force Act. He gets around it with using terms like you know, human, humanitarian aid. So he funds Israel's enemies. 
He has never criticized the Palestinian Authority publicly that I'm aware of. Only this past week, Mohammed Shteya, the prime minister of the Palestinian Authority, praised by name the Arab terrorists who have murdered these three women, a mother and two daughters on the road, praised the others who have murdered Jews recently. There's no criticism by Biden for this outrage. There's no statement by Biden, we're going to stop funding if you continue making statements like that. And I believe that President Obama, behind the scenes, is a factor in advising President Biden how to react and respond to Israel. And virtually none of the Jewish groups have publicly criticized Biden for even these few things that I just mentioned. They ignore it. And by the way, yes, he had many groups advising him on this plan, this anti-Semitism plan. Every one of them pleaded with him to adopt solely and fully the IRA definition. And he didn't do it. He adopted it in part, but then added these, these horrific definitions. And yet virtually none of them, certainly the major ones, didn't say a single negative thing about that. Ken Marcus and Ron Lauder expressed concern about it, but didn't condemn him for it. And the others didn't even say a word. Where's the Anti-Defamation League who's supposed to be fighting anti-Semitism? That's their sole priority. That's why people give them money and they praise what Biden just did, embracing a definition that legitimizes anti-Semitic acts and people. It's a shanda. Are there problems, according to the First Amendment in America, to uh, introduce something like the IRA definition of working anti-Semitism? Is that the reason why uh, <laughs> they've, they've hedged away from adopting it? Because it really uh, will... will <laughs> no, no, no. People are allowed to be anti-Semitic. They can hate Jews. But we have to define precisely how you determine if someone is an anti-Semite, whether his or her actions are anti-Semitic. It doesn't make it illegal, but we have to be able to publicly humiliate and criticize the Rashida Tlaibs and Ilan Omars and Betty McCollum's of this world. That's what this definition does. It does not preclude them or prevent them from saying anything they want. Yes. Can I quote you um, what was said by the American Zionist movement, which is your uh, umbrella organization? They said they have a long-standing policy of endorsing the IRA definition of anti-Semitism, and we are heartened that the administration continues its support of the IRA definition. As the convening body of Zionist <laughs> organizations in the United States, we have increasingly seen that anti-Zionism is currently one of the most prevalent forms of anti-Semitism in America and around the world. We see this report as a key governmental instrument to help us fight anti-Zionism and all forms of anti-Semitism. Now, the American <laughs> Zionist movement, as I said, is the organization to which you are affiliated. The roof body say this. Why won't you be withdrawing your the thing is, in order to run in the World Zionist Congress elections, you have to be a member of the American Zionist movement. So that's why we can't leave or we won't be able to run. But what she said is really astonishing because what Biden has embraced is the nexus definition that says anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. And she just praised Biden for embracing the IRA definition, ignoring the fact that he said a valuable tool we must consider that we appreciate and welcome is the nexus definition that says anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. Wow. This is Amy Spitalnik, I think, who said this. What she said makes no sense. And in fact, is, is dangerously ignoring the truth of what this plan is about. She and others are simply trying to appease the Biden administration, be on their good side, so they can be invited to meetings and to parties and to, uh, and to events at the White House, as opposed to 
taking a stand with integrity and truth and saying this, Mr. President, is unacceptable. We don't accept what you've just done. By the way, another aspect of watering down the unique aspect of anti-Semitism, which has endured for thousands of years, is that in this plan, they say we must also fight Islamophobia, homophobia, transphobia, all these other uh, issues, which has nothing to do with anti-Semitism. That shouldn't be in here. That reduces the uniqueness of anti-Semitism and reduces the focus that we must be fighting anti-Semitism. Of all the religious hate acts in America, 63% are anti-Jewish hate acts. Two-thirds are anti-Jewish. Only 14% of religious hate acts are committed against Muslims. 14%. So he should be focusing entirely at this moment on anti-Semitism and not water it down with discussions about Islamophobia, transphobia, homophobia. He can talk about it another time, not here. Now, just for your information, in Australia, we um, have a lot of professed concerns about racism. Of course, uh, anti-Semitism is, uh, is part, of, part of racism. And one of the universities, when it adopted uh, a consideration that it should be dealing with uh, anti-Semitism, had to appease the other side by also uh, agreeing to uh, be fighting uh, Islamophobia. That's uh, it's like uh, just focus on anti-Semitism. They say, oh, well, you're coming for the Jews, but what about everybody else? Well, as I said, in America, two-thirds of all religious hate crimes are against Jews. A small percentage are against Muslims. <laughs> so Muslims are simply not enduring anywhere near the level of uh, hatred and physical actions uh, that the Jews are enduring in America. Jews in Brooklyn, LA, Muncie, New Jersey are being attacked in the streets by people, physically attacked when they look like they're Jewish. No, primarily that's the Hasidic Jews since it's very clear that they're Jewish when they're walking the streets. This doesn't happen to Muslims. Anti-Semitism is a unique problem that's, that's uh, overwhelming uh, when it comes to hate crimes. Muslims don't have anywhere near the problems that Jews do. That's why the problem that Jews are having with anti-Semitism should be uniquely focused and not watered down with other issues. If the president or others or in Australia want to make an issue about the other problems, that should be done separately, not aligned with anti-Semitism. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it's emanating from the uh, black community in in America, uh, and that's uh, got historical roots. There's a problem, isn't there, if you um, point the finger too too much at these uh, communities that you'll end up uh, creating uh, uh, a kind of a, a battle between communities that could uh, bring things out uh, in a more inflammatory sense than, than, than they are. And they're trying to sort of quieten uh, things to some degree to not cause too much racial tension to come out into the open. Would you say that's the strategy? Did you hear my question? Get the gist of it. Could you repeat it, please? Isn't there a, a, a strategy to not point uh, the finger too much at these other communities, like the black community in particular, that's got um, a lot of uh, historical connections to <laughs> anti-Semitism uh, going way back? Uh, if, if you keep um, highlighting them, doesn't that uh, seem, tend to um, cause more antagonism between the two communities that could worsen the situation? I heard your question. No, the only way you're going to fight <laughs> hatred and bigotry is to uh, confront it directly, 
with truth and integrity and not be afraid of saying what's true. So I believe it is very important to respectfully say what's true, making it clear when you criticize a certain group, you don't mean every member of that group. You don't mean even the necessarily the majority of that group. But you should say that, that there are problems with certain groups when in fact there is. If you ignore it, you'll have no chance of trying to reduce or eliminate the bigotry from different communities, from certain communities. So I don't agree that we should ignore it, uh, worrying that it will exacerbate the problem. Mm. I think ignoring it will exacerbate the problem and it will allow it to flourish and, uh, and, and multiply. All right, so to sum up uh, with you, Mort, uh, this uh, document and strategies come out, um, that hopefully isn't the end of the story, With although there's been a lot of positive reactions. So is there any um, chance, do you think, of the uh, Biden administration strengthening this document? And I believe that there are aspects of it that are positive. There's not a chance in the world there's, there's not a chance in the world that they will retract or strengthen it. But you have the 25 major Jewish groups, including uh, profusely praising it, including the Orthodox groups. Then there is no pressure on Biden and his administration to change anything because everyone has said, you're wonderful. Thank you for so much for what you've done. The Jewish organizations have exhibited a dr dramatic failure of leadership, of integrity and of courage to confront the fact that this plan is dangerous to Jews and does not fight anti-Semitism in a serious way. In fact, it legitimizes uh, anti-Semites and anti-Semitism in a significant way. So now I, until the Jewish organizations and until Deborah Lipstadt, the anti-Semitism czar, will criticize what has just transpired, there's no chance it'll change. It's a failure of Jewish leadership to attempt to appease the president of the United States. Well, thank you for your strong words today. Mort, uh, we'll uh, put it out there for people's consideration and I uh, appreciate you giving us uh, your time to talk about uh, the significant issue. Well, I'm, I'm glad I had the opportunity. I, I hope there'll be Jewish leaders in Australia that'll speak out against this because if there's a deterioration and an increase in anti-Semitism in America, this will ultimately impact Australian Jews and European Jews as well. So Australian and European Jews should be speaking out against this plan by Biden, this terrible plan. So I urge all, everyone, all the people of Australia, Jews and non-Jews, to speak out against it. You don't fight anti-Semitism, embracing a definition that legitimizes anti-Semitism and Israel bashing. This has got to change. We at ZOA are going to keep fighting it. And by the way, your audience can look us up at zoa.org, zoa.org. You'll see our entire statement as to why this was a horrendous plan by the Biden administration. We've just been listening to Mort Klein, the national president of the Zionist Organization of America, criticizing some of the alarming, harmful aspects of the Biden administration's just-released national strategy to counter anti-Semitism. This episode of the Israel Connection featured Morton Klein from the Zionist Organization of America, eviscerating Biden's national strategy to counter anti-Semitism.